We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Edge, Blender HD, if you want to follow me there on Twitter. And this is the show where, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. It's a what's up, what's up Wednesday. We got some initial projections for NFL week four on Sunday. The ownership is kind of wonky. Like some, some of these guys have, yeah, Amari Cooper is not going to be 0% on. We'll, we'll take a look at this. Uh what else is going on today? I don't know. What's up? What's up with you guys? We'll just say, hey, what's up? What's up to the YouTube chat? I see you guys in there. Jonathan, Josh Grantham, Daniel Hutchings, Jonathan Dow, Sterling Woods, Colin Lawson, Suki Singh, Max Coach, Pug Daddy, Andrew Garcia, Josh Duck, Jerome Lewis, Card Fan, Woo Woo J Train, who, who just took down his first his first GPP, a $25 uh, single entry. I saw that. He tweeted me. But congratulations on that. Uh, Hog Lawrence is here. Frederick Dude, give me those thumbs up. Give me the thummy thumbs. I'm going to wave my thumb in, in your face until you give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live on the channel. But it's uh, it's what's up? What, what, what do you want to talk about? What's up? It's like the middle of the week. It's not much going on. This I know there's soccer this afternoon, but I have not looked at the Champions League slate at all. I've been away for two days. I mean, I was back yesterday, but yesterday I just pretty much slept through yesterday. I uh, was gone Monday night through Tuesday, whatever. Uh, so I don't know what the hell's going on. I didn't play the showdown slate on Monday night. Uh, Zeke, Zeke did well, right? I think he did well. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So hit those thumbs up buttons. So type your questions in the YouTube chat. This, is, this, this show is driven by you. If you want to know anything about the tools here at Roto Grinders, right, like Lineup HQ, how to build lineups better, just general DFS strategy questions, just put it in the YouTube chat. If you want to sign up for Roto Grinders Premium, you get all the tools, right? And these are the tools that I use, right? I use lineup HQ. This is how I build my lineup. So, so if you want to learn and you want to, when you use the same things that I use, uh, sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. Click on the link in the description to get $10 off your first month. Uh, and Woo Woo J Train says, big win thanks to what I've learned here, right? It's not, it's not complicated. It really isn't. People overcomplicate DFS. Once you understand the game that you're playing, it's really it's really not that hard. I mean, it's hard to win, but it's not hard to play well or at least play competitively, right? MJC say, what's going on, Jordan? Uh, nothing, nothing, right? I was I was I was away for, for for two days, a day and a half, whatever, up in Cincinnati, watching some wrestling. 
watch the wrestling, right? A lot of people are surprised that I was into pro wrestling. Well, I wasn't for like 15 years. Then the, the COVID hit, right? And then there was nothing else to do. So I got the WWE network and just like, oh, let me see. Let me see what's happened the past 15 years, right? So watching documentaries or whatever. And I got kind of a little, little bit back into it, a little bit back into it. Back in the day when I, when I was a teenager or whatever, yeah, I was heavily into it. That, but that was the good old days of wrestling, right? That was the Attitude Era. That's when Stone Cold and The Rock and all those guys. So, so yeah, so that, that was the good time for wrestling. Now it's not, not, that, not that great anymore. But we're, we're not talking about wrestling, right? We're talking about DFS. And we got, we got projections. This is our gridiron IQ projections. Derrick Henry against the Jets. Devontae Adams against uh, against the Steelers. I mean, he has like a, what, a 40% target share or something? Uh, let's see. What else is going here? Let's see. Go by RGV. Cortland Sutton is coming against, against the Ravens. Are we still going to play Clyde Edwards Slayer at 5,400? Is that going to be a thing again? It's hard to tell. There's no owners. I mean, Devontae Adams is not going to be 0% owned. I guarantee you, I'm going to play a ton of Devontae Adams if he's 0% owned. And, but, but we still have a lot of injury news to like figure out. Is Daryl Henderson going to play is Dalvin cook going to play? I mean, like what's going on with the, 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 the Titans wide receivers, what's going on with the AJ Brown. we got a lot of injury. I mean, if we go, can we, can we sort by injury designation? We could do injured injured here. Okay. Here we go. We got all the cues, all the QQ guys, Dalvin cook, Juju is Juju going to matter. How about Deontay Johnson, right? What's going on with the, the Steelers wide receivers. Do we care about, uh, do we care about Elijah Moore? I don't know. I don't know about that. What's going on with the Jets wide receivers? I don't think that's going to matter. I don't think I don't think we're playing any of them anyway. Curtis Samuel is he going to be back? Is that going to matter? Probably not. Trey Quan is that going to matter? No, probably not going to matter. Eli Mitchell is he going to be back? Is that going to matter? What's going to matter? Probably Cook Henderson and the and the and the, the I was going to call them the Pirates, the the Steelers wide receivers are the ones that we need to monitor the most. Uh, but uh, who knows what's going to pop up throughout the week, right? So, so we're telling here, if, if we have all these cues, that means that means uh, A.J. Brown isn't questionable. Is he on their injury report? What's going on? Let's see. Is he even in the projections, right, A.J. Brown? Or maybe he's out. Is he out completely? He's not even here. What happened to A.J. Brown? I'm not sure. Is he dead? Right? How about Julio Jones? I've just seen that. Oh, I got the Roto-Grinders Roto notification. Julio Jones getting treatment on leg. Week four status is up in the air. Up in the air. Is, is, is A.J. Brown out? Is he just not in the projections for, for some odd reason? A.J.? Where's A.J.? Am I making up a player? Am I from a different universe where a, the people are looking at me like, who's A.J. Brown? I'm making people up. Maybe he is out. He's not in the projections at all. I guess we're, I guess we're considering him out. How about Julio Jones? Julio Jones is in. Julio Jones is in without even a tag. Yet we say that it's up in the air. Yet A.J. Brown just doesn't exist anymore. We just, we just removed him from the universe. I have no idea. This, this, is why, this is why I don't look at stuff this early. Right? Who knows what the hell's going on? Wait till, wait till Friday. And even then, even then, you're kind of like, ah, like, let's see what happens on Saturday. And then, then you start making your lineups. Uh, Frederick Dute. Do we full fade the Chicago uh, offense until I figure out their situation? No, no, don't you never don't think in terms like that. You're trying to predict outcomes. There, there's going to be a price and a probability that they're playable, right? And we take a look here. Like, I mean, we take a look at like Darnell Mooney. I mean, at 3,900, I mean, he still projects to be plus plus RGV play. I mean, he's still he's still good. 3,900. Do you play Fields? I mean, what's Fields's price? I mean, they're playing Detroit, right? 5,200. 18.95 projection right now in Grinnell IQ. I, no, the Bears are actually more playable this week. They have, they're favored in the game, and they have a 22.5 implied total. Last week, they were 19.5 implied total as an underdog. It all depends on price and probability. It has nothing to do with, oh, they look bad. What happens if Justin Field, all these guys are minimum price? And like, well, why not? David Montgomery was 3,000. You'd play him. So it's not a matter of like, oh, they didn't look good. What's their price and what's their probability? That's it. And there are some, some teams, I mean, we have the Chiefs a lot of times. Oh, their probability is high, but they're also very expensive. So do you play them or you don't play them? And then you have, you know, we had that situation with the Cowboys-Chargers game. Sure, that didn't work out. 
or even with the Rams and Bucks last week, where the guys are are obviously underpriced for their probability. Last week, if Cooper Cup was ninety one hundred or something, they wouldn't they would he wouldn't have been owned. But at sixty eight hundred, he was. So we have to view that here. If Alec, how much is Allen Robinson on DraftKings? Fifty eight hundred. That's much more playable than sixty two hundred at least last week. No, I think the bear the I, the Bears are in play. Would I stack them? Probably not, because this game total is really low. But individual pieces, I think I think that they're much more play. They're, hey, they're much more playable this week than they were last week. Regardless, of, I'm not thinking about oh they looked bad last week. I don't care. I don't care. Well, the Chiefs are one and two. Well, who cares? Well, no one seems to care about that, right? Then people will still play Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey. So don't think in terms of like what you saw in the field. We get, do we have to wait? By the time we wait to see them be good, they'll be priced up and be more owned. So that's the worst thing to do. So people are going to be completely off. If, if, if Allen Robinson is going to come in at 1.2% owned, Darlell Mooney is going to come in at 3% owned, why not take a shot? Before, before they actually look halfway decent. And then the price comes up another 500 in each, and then they end up being 10 to 15% owned. That's the time to not play. Because now they're over-owned for their probability. That's all you're thinking about. It's a market. Think about it just like market dynamics. You're not trying to predict what's going to happen. Just you're coming up with probabilities of these outcomes happening and whether or not the market is over or under them. Buzzer beater 37. Looking for ways to get Kelsey in this week. Hopefully some value wide receivers come up later this week. Yeah, tight end is a, is a tight end is garbage. Kittle, I think I think Kittle is more likely. You're more likely to play Kittle on DraftKings, probably Kelsey on, on FanDuel. Kelsey's 8,100 on, on DraftKings, but still, like, you feel like, like in this day and age, like you don't feel good with any tight end other than like, I mean, really other than Kelsey. So even Kittle is sometimes disappears and Andrews disappears at times. But then the rest of the tight end pool is awful. Right, you feel like I just want I just want to get up to Kelsey and I don't have to worry about tight end. Worry about tight end getting three points or something. No, I get it. But I think I mean with Kittle being uh what twenty two hundred cheaper against Seattle, I think that's that's I think he's he's going to be popular. I think he'll he'll be more owned than Kelsey on on DraftKings. On FanDuel, the difference isn't as dramatic, and and the pricing is softer across the board so you could you could you could pay for Kelsey. Uh okay Steve Steven uh, Steve the producer the producer knows more than I do. AJ Brown is week to week 90% out this weekend. Okay so that's why that's why we don't have him in the projections. It's not I'm I'm assuming typically when we don't have a player in the projections at all that means they are that that, that they're marked out. I just want to make sure that you know, it's a, sometimes it's all oh, what happened. Oh, we, we forgot. So that, that's why I asked. So who's going to be catching passes for the Titans now? If Julio is out, what, Chester? Is it Chester Rogers' time? What's going on with the Titans? Let's take a look at the Titans wide receivers. What do they project? Like Julio actually projects fairly well for 6,500. Right? And then we get Chester Rogers and, and, and Westbrook, Ilkine, right? Batson's there. Who's McMath? Racy McMath, that's a made-up name. That seems like a name like a seven-year-old would come up with. Racy McMath? Racy McMath, it has to be, right? You're in, you're in your second grade class, right? You're in first or second grade. And there's they're, they're, they're trying to teach you addition and subtraction, right? They're trying to teach you, you know, they did little flashcards to teach you like to multiply two times two and three plus three and all that stuff. And they do it based on like a, like a, like auto, like a NASCAR type of theme. Like they're, they're the car racers, right? It's like, oh, can you, can you get to, can you get to the, you know, can you get to the dividend? Can you get to the product? Two times, two times, three times, whatever. And the character that, and the character, because it's all, it's like NASCAR themed, is Racy McMath, right? He's teaching you addition and subtraction and multiplication all the tables, 
right? Can you get to the end with Racy McMath? He's not a real person. That ain't a real person. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean, if it's it's the Titans versus the Jets, the Jets are awful. If Julio Jones is out, why aren't we? Why aren't why aren't we playing Chester Rogers? Why aren't we playing? It's a, we're going to get a three K wide receiver. Do I say stack the team? No, I mean then then it, Derrick Henry time probably regardless. But this team's going to be really cheap. The Tennessee has a 26.75 implied team total on the road, nonetheless. So, yeah, I think if Julio's out, here's here's your value play. I mean, even if Julio's not out, I mean, these come up still positive. You want to play Chester Rogers or or Westbrook Ekine? Ekine? What's going on with these names? I think think they're playable. I mean, look, they, they, they come up positively plus or minus salary adjusted value do they have a ceiling i don't know i don't know about that as far as like cash games for value or something i I don't i don't see why not why not even if julio isn't out i think if julio is out yes then i mean passes have to go somewhere Card fan, I'm sure no one will play Henry versus the Jets. I'm, I'm assuming that's sarcastic. I think Henry is going to be very popular this week. At the running back slot, I mean, it's going to depend, obviously, on uh, are we going to get are we going to get Dalvin Cook? Because I think Madison will still Madison will still be owned. I mean, he's under seven K. I think Ceh at fifty four hundred is still is still obviously in play against the Eagles. But I think I think you know you could, and, and this week I think you could play you could play Derrick Henry eighty eight hundred on DraftKings. He's way he's like over ten k on FanDuel I think. But you still got you got Najee Harris sixty eight hundred versus the Packers. You got Bar- Barkley's around there somewhere sixty seven hundred. Chubba Hubbard I think people may play him but I'm not sure I'm not sure if that's the best move even at fifty nine hundred. We've got running backs to play. Mike Davis, 5,100 against Washington. I mean, I'll have him, but I don't know how many other people will. I'm just going to keep on playing Mike Davis until I'm broke. His underlying metrics show that you should be playing him at 5,100. And I'll, I'll, I'll watch his Cordell Patterson, you know, cucks him somewhere. I don't know. That's why he projects well. I mean, he, he's, I'd like the, he's like the fifth running back, fifth highest running back in, in opportunities so far this year. I mean, he's horrible, yeah, but I mean, at running back, you're, pay- you're paying for opportunities. You're not paying for who's good. Who cares about who's good? Running backs don't matter. Hog Lawrence, it may just be my misperception, but it seems odd San Francisco is favored over Seattle by three. Let's see. Well, San Francisco's home, so that's pretty much an even matchup with the home, home field advantage. Why not? Seattle's defense sucks, right? I mean, it's shown to have sucked, especially their run defense, and San Francisco runs the ball. I'm not surprised by that. Is that a good game, though? I mean, that that game, I mean, it's a high total game. That is a, that is a 52 total. I could see so many paths to that game fail. You have two coaches that would rather run, like they, they naturally would rather run the so if Seattle gets ahead, it's Chris Carson time. San Francisco gets ahead, it's you know seven running backs in the backfield time. Kyle Juszczyk running the ball. I don't know. We'll see. This Rams, oh Rams, Cardinals. That's a look at that total, fifty-four and a half. Like that's going to be a popular game. And I'm, I just I'm not even, I haven't even looked at the totals yet. I'm looking at the totals now, right? Casey Philadelphia, yeah, that's 50, 50, 54 and a half. I like this Carolina-Dallas game. That's a 50 total. Cleveland-Minnesota is 52. Right? We got we got some big total games. That's why, like, I'm going to stack the Bears and the Lions game with a with the with a 41 total. Like, you don't do that anymore. Like, vomit stacks don't work in NFL anymore. I mean, they can. Less likely than two or three years ago. I used to be the king of the vomit stacks. 
that was before that back then we'd have one game with a 52 total. And then we have like maybe three or four with like 47 to 49 totals. And then you'd stack the cheap team, you know, the 44 total game. And you hope that the 152 total like didn't get there. And then all you needed was, I mean, the difference between that and the other like 47 to 49 total wasn't all that drastic. That it, it can't, that that lower total game couldn't beat it out. You're playing a 41 total game when there's like these five games that are over 50. And one of one of them is gonna one of them is gonna get them. Something's gonna have something's gonna get there. That's why you just okay, I'll just get exposure to all the high total games and then just fill it out, fill out the lineup for the rest of the way. Going through the YouTube chat. Weiss says, I really like the Kirk Cousins Vikings stack against the Browns this week. I guess that wouldn't be that bad. I, I think it depends on if, if Madison or Cook is in. That's, a, that's another game that, that two teams that would rather run the ball. The total's high. But it could be Chubb and Madison or Cook or whoever's in, and, and the rest of them don't get there. I do like Odell Beckham Jr.'s price on both sides. Right, let's go, let's go to that game. Let's look at the flex. Go to where's Cleveland? Where did Cleveland go? Cleveland, Minnesota. Oh, just okay. They actually project very well. Okay, as of right now in Gridiron IQ, Jefferson and Thielen actually project well. OBJ maybe not so much, but still, you know, for his ceiling, fifty eight hundred. No, this isn't that bad at all. I mean, the ownership doesn't matter. The ownership is borked. But yeah, I th- I could see playing. Uh, I think you'd play Conklin in the stack instead of the double wide receiver, unless you're playing in very short, small field contests. But I could see playing Cousins, Jefferson, Conklin, Beckham, Beckham ODLBJ. I could see that. Maybe maybe KJ Osborne comes back to life. You never know. No, this isn't that bad. This isn't, well, isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, this is fine. This is doable. I'm not a fan, not a fan of playing Nick Chubb. I rarely, I rarely ever play him. But he's, he's 7K. A lot of times he's over 8K. You got Kareem Hunt at 6K. It's just that who, who knows what's going to happen with the running backs. There's too many running backs in that range that I'm going to like have to pick which one's going to do what. No, that, that game isn't as bad as I thought it was. But still, you're dealing with two teams that, you know, if the Vikings get ahead, you, you may see a lot more running. And if the Browns get ahead, you'll see Chubb and Hunt run the ball a lot. So they're past for it to fail. Let's see. Frederick Dude says softer quarterback pricing makes vomit stacks less required, too. Well, I don't know. The, the pricing is about the, about the same as it's been. It's the, the difference. The difference in quarterback ceilings now are much wider than they were, and the pricing has not reflected that. That's a, I mean, I guess you're kind of saying the same thing. Like, it used to be that, like, we, we, we didn't have quarterbacks. Like, a $5,800 quarterback, you know, would only, you know, would still put up like 18 to 20 points and a top end quarterback would put up 25 to 26 points. I mean, like the, the difference wasn't that dramatic. But now we have guys like Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson, Wilson, Jalen Hurts. And then you also have like Prescott and Rodgers. We got a lot of guys that like these guys can put up 30 point games that going down and playing, you know, Matt Ryan for like 16 points or, or, or you know, trying to, trying to play, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or something or Teddy Bridgewater like like 20 points a quarterback really doesn't cut anymore there's going to be a quarterback that puts up 35 points nearly every week and it's most likely going to be one of the top ones so really these prices should be like Mahomes should be if we take a look at just like from a point per dollar perspective right like Fields and Ryan come up point per dollar wise but their ceilings are much lower than like Mahomes is still nearly the same point per dollar value as as a as a Matt Ryan. 
right? Not as much, but close enough. They just rather play one of the one of the top top level quarterbacks and their teams. And also typically that their teams have high totals. Getting away with the vomit quarterbacks and the vomit stacks, just it's not for large field, it's small field, I guess you could do it. But for large field, it just it just there's too many games that put up too many points. You need you would need all of the high total games to fail. And in the past, when there was one or maybe two of them, you'd go, okay, one of them could fail, two of them could fail, five of them. That's that's a tall task. I mean, you could do it, but you need them all. You need all the other high total games to fail. Buzzer beater thirty seven. Josh Allen is going to be super popular. I know he's not. I will have some, but mostly fading that stash. He's, I don't think he's going to be popular at all. He's eight thousand now on DraftKings. He was seven thousand last week. I don't. He's not going to. No. He's. You know. Also, you don't care about quarterback ownership. You care about the stack ownership. No, the, the bill stack is not going to, the bill stack is not, I don't, I don't see the bill stack even being in the top five in ownership this week. I mean, this is with me just looking at, remember, I'm, I'm literally just looking at the slate right now. Okay. No, I, I, I mean, if we take a look at the, just wide receivers in general, right, everything is guided by the wide receivers because you're going to be tearing them up. So you see here, it's like, okay, well, where's the Buffalo guys? I mean, I'm sorting by like by by salary adjusted value. Where where I know I'm, I'm Russell Wilson will be more more popular. Matt Stafford will be more popular. Hell, Kirk Cousins may be more popular, right? I take a look look here and I'm like so they priced up some of these. Like, like Beasley and Sanders are now a little bit more more expensive, right? Beasley is like fifty four hundred, right? Beasley's fifty four hundred. Sanders is four nine hundred. Diggs is still expensive, like he normally is, right? Six seventy six hundred, and Allen's eight thousand. And also, they're playing a game where you know they're just look at they're what a 15, 16 and a half, nearly a seventeen point favorites. People are going to look at that and go blow out. I'm I'm going to play it. I I play Josh Allen every week. I play Buffalo stacks every week. I've said that before. No matter who they're playing, no matter what the spread is. I will always have Josh Allen double stacks every week. Not in a single, is that my only lineup? No, I play when I'm playing the large field, I'm playing 150 lineups. Yes. I will have Buffalo double stacks every week because of their passing off. No matter what their price is pretty much, right? But I don't think they're going to be popular. They're not going to, no. I think, I think Dallas will be more popular. I think even Carolina, I think Darnold, DJ Moore type lineups. I think Mahomes type line. I mean, there's so many other places to go. Kyler Murray, maybe even. The problem with Kyler Murray, it's hard to pair him up with people. Let I me mean, just take a look at the wide receiver projections. Like Buffalo doesn't show up there and like high as of right now. And you go even by my quarterback. You go by RGB. Yeah, he shows up there at the fourth, right? But you still get Mahomes, Prescott, and Hurts above him. Cousins right below him. Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, they'll be owned. I'm not saying they'll, oh, you're going to get it a 1% owned each. No, you know, of course not. I don't see any of the Buffalo receivers getting more than double-digit ownership, which means Josh Allen's not going to get double-digit ownership. So, no, feel free to play him. Like I said earlier, it's about, it's about, uh, it's about price and probability. Everyone's going to play them. No, not everyone's going to play them. They did good last week. The same thing with the Bears. Oh, we can't play the Bears. They were horrible. No, they're better. They're, they're better priced in a better matchup this week. If anything, you play them this week. No matter if they sucked last week or not. Who cares what happened last week? Other than injuries, that's all, that's, that's all that matters. You act like, who cares what happened? It doesn't matter. Nate Branch, I saw Squirrel Patrol talking last week about comparing the Vegas odds to the highest team score each week versus the projected ownership. Is that something you do in your process? Well, it's already in there. It's already in the totals. Most likely when you're looking at the the sports book that says, who's the team that's going to score the most points? It's going to be the team with the highest implied team total. 
Well, probably Buffalo was number one, but a lot of people may not be playing Buffalo because the pricing and probability of the stack is less. Oh, the t- let's say let's say Buffalo was the top, and Josh Allen was seventeen thousand. Stefan Diggs was twelve thousand. I mean, like you'd still never play. So it has nothing to do with like who's the most likely to score the most points. Well, it's in relation to their salaries, and then in relation to the owners. That in and of itself doesn't do anything. It's just a he he he's looking. He's showing more of the fact of like oh, a lot of people are playing this game, but actually this is the team that is more likely to score the most points. It's just that they're not as attractive from a median perspective in DFS. Daniel, do you MME on FanDuel as well? Uh, not typically. I mean, it, I will MME on one site or the other. Doing them both is, is tough. But I mean, I have. Outside of PPR difference, is there anything that makes you alter your process from DK? Yeah, on, on FanDuel, you don't have to. Uh, correlation is a little bit less important. Because of a half point PPR and no bonuses. And the fact that the pricing is soft. So when you plug in that second, you know, you're double stacking someone, like that second person, you know, they may be, you may be giving up three points in projection. That's the same ownership just to get the correlation in. And at that point, the correlation probably isn't working. That's primarily due to FanDuel's pricing. Right. And also the lack of a bonus. So like 300 yards plus a hundred yard receiver. Like, yeah, you, you get six points for that on, on draft teams. You get nothing on fan. The correlation is a little less important. It's a little, but you're still stacking, right? I'm more likely on FanDuel to do a quarterback with their wide receiver and then an opposing wide receiver, like a skin, what we would call a skinny stack. Less likely to double stack. Doesn't mean you can't. If you could add the second second receiver and not be sacrificing much projection and similar ownership, yeah, then, then do it. But understand that a lot of times on FanDuel, the pricing is so soft on certain players where, oh, do I get this, 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 uh, do I get this overpriced guy that's correlated, or do I get this guy that should be a thousand dollars more as a one-off? Right? Like Saquon Barkley and Alexander Madison last week. We're like way too underpriced on FanDuel in the running back spots. Like it's hard to, any lineup you build, once you take one of them out, like you lo- you're sacrificing so much projection. Doesn't mean you play them in all of your lineups. Just understand that one. Okay, I'm going to take out Madison at 5,200 to be different. And then I'm going to double stack and add a correlation that doesn't give me, that sacrifices even more projection. On FanDuel is much easier to be different and still maintain your your projection and drop your ownership but it also means you're probably going to be playing a lot more chalk in that line like it's much easier on Fanduel to like rotate a core of like six guys around and then switch out all the other people like i said you have to run the lineups right run the lineups and see all the stuff that i'm telling you you could you could look for your exact you could look exactly yourself by just running the line Right, put in that configuration two plus one skinny stack on FanDuel in lineup HQ, and then just run see what the line with the with the with the projected ownership and with the projections of the players, and just run them. So if I run two plus one, I'm getting a hundred percent of this guy. Well, let's let let me take him out. Now what do I get? How many points am I giving up for that? If he's like, I'm giving up a half a point. It's okay. I guess I don't need that. I mean, you could still play plenty of that guy, but now you know, okay, by having lineups without this guy in it, I'm not, I'm not dramatically dropping my projection. And some some slates, you take that, it's like, damn, I can't make a lineup. All my lineups are like six points projected lower. And you go, okay, I guess, even though he's popular, I guess he has to be in a lot of my lineups because I'll find a way to get different elsewhere. You do that by running the lineup. You can use an optimizer as research. Not as just, oh, I'm going to build my lineups now. No, run the lineups. It's it's going to be much more efficient for you. You're turning all of the players into numbers, as you should, and then running the lineups to, to see what they look like. And you go, oh, even on FanDuel, right? You go, oh, should I double stack or single stack this guy, this quarterback? I want to play Kirk Cousins double stacks on FanDuel, right? Thielen, Jefferson, whatever. I want to see the difference between, like, let's say you play that game 
and you want to play it as a Cousins and then the run back is OBJ, right? So either Cousins plus one or Cousins plus two. So go to, go to FanDuel, lock the guys in, lock Cousins in, lock OBJ in, run, run a two plus one, run a three plus one, run the top 20 lineups, whatever. You got to run 100 lineups and see what the projection, the total projection and the total ownership is. You go, how much, by getting the, the second guy in, by getting Thielen in also with Jefferson, I mean, we could do that. Like, I mean, I'll, sh- I mean, we'll do this on DraftKings, for instance, right? I'm going to go, I'm going to go here. I mean, I don't even have to set up a stack because I'm just going to lock people in, right? So let's say I play, let's, let's build 20 lineups. Let's make sure they're, they're all one unique. Does limit one. Yeah. We're probably going to limit one. In the same team, 49-5. Okay. So, so this is what you do research and go, okay, as of now. Obviously, the ownership is all screwed up. So th- we're not even going to go by the ownership because some people have zeros. Okay. So we're going to go to Kirk Cousins. Go Kirk Cousins. Right. We're going to flex. We'll just target that game. Since uh, where, where, where is it? Minnesota, Cleveland. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to go. I mean, I, this, it's going to be obvious on DraftKings more than anything, right? Justin uh, Thielen, OBJ. Okay, so I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to build 20 lineups to see what they look like based on our current projections. All right, so you go down at, at uh, running back. Right, got, okay, so we got 147.89. 147.89, 147.79. So you're 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 around the 147 range, right? If you play the double stack. So let's take off Thielen and now run it just with the single stack. Okay. We're at 149.8. So you're you're pretty much giving up around two points in projection. If you double stack rather than single stack. Now we don't have the exact ownership here because you see what the difference in the ownership. If it turns out that double stacking, you lose enough ownership to make up those two points, then maybe it's maybe it's fine. I mean, two points isn't that big to begin with, but now you know that you need to make you need to try to basically make up those two points elsewhere, either in ownership or in player projection in the rest of your lineup. But you do that. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, why bother asking? You, you could you could literally do it yourself. Now you could do the math in your head. I, I, that'll take much longer than just using a tool that does it for you. Let me add up all the people. Let me try to make a lineup. No, just, dude, it took me, what, less than a minute to do. I'm giving up two points in projection by doing so. As of right now, obviously, at the, based on our projections at the, <laughs> Wednesday morning. And you could do that for multiple teams. You go, okay, what happens if I do Jefferson and I also do Conklin? Right, so I play the tight end as part of the of the stack. Okay, so we're gonna go. Let's see Conklin. So lock in Conklin, run twenty lineups, whatever, five lineups, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay, one forty-seven. Actually, I give up more by locking up the tight end position. Right, so this is this is the single stack. 149.8. Here's the double, 147.89. And here's the one with Conklin, 147.1. So actually, I give up more points, projected points, by playing Conklin than any of the other ones. Dude, that's interesting with the cheap tight end. So actually, the Thielen Jefferson one, from a projection standpoint, is better than the Conklin one. Using just those those players together. Obviously, you have to put other guys in your lineup. But it's not dramatically so. Even the Conklin one is 147, right? 147 versus 149.8 versus 147.89, right? Even 147 to make up two to three points. Not horrible, not bad. Right? If we saw the Conklin lineup was 142, you'd be like, okay, that's a... That's a lot to give up to, to be able to make up in the other spots for that one, for, for what, just to play a punt tight end that's tied in. So you're less likely to play. Doesn't mean you can't. Playing 150 lineups, you can still have two lineups that look like this. You could. 
this is how you would do research. To me, this is research. This is the going through and looking at target share data and snaps and and defensive stuff and what it's already in the projection. So what why am I why am I going through all this? This is the research that I'm doing. How can I build lineups that go together and be plus EV? Based on the number we've already given them. All the football stuff is already in the numbers. Let's see. Adrian Barco, would Jared Goff be a good pickup? Pickup? Where are you picking him up? Are you picking him up from the airport? You better pick if he's if he's expecting you at the airport. You should you probably should pick him up. You should bounce back with the Bears. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the games. That's not that's not the game that I'm playing. DFS has nothing to do with what's going to happen in the games. I have no idea. But if he thinks that he's picking, you're picking him up at the airport. I, I would go pick him. <sighs> Jason Mitchell said, "Playing a naked stack field, playing, playing naked fields still could have worked last week, especially on Fanduel. They had Mike Williams at six K and Jamar Chase in a cheap price. Yeah, sure." But, that, but that's primarily because of pricing on the other players, not because of the, not because of Justin Fields. Card fan says, listen to NFL content this year is so much different for me when trying to evaluate everything with a lineups, not players viewpoint. I still enjoy listening, but I'm no longer trying to get plays out of it. Right. And then you listen to content and you wonder, like 95% of it is like, what, why are you wasting your time talking about this? Right. Card fan gets it once you once you get it once it clicks, once it clicks you see it like wow, most of this is worthless right most of this is a waste of time, most of this is just basically describing the projections right a lot of it is just oh we we have the, these are the players that are projecting well and here's the re- probably here's the reason why right so you listen to the content you read the articles you go oh these 10 guys are good. And then you go to the projections and oh, those are also the 10 best projected players. So like my attitude is, if you want to save the time, just go directly to the projections, right? Right. I can just go on Saturday and go, what do they look like? Okay, what are the, what are the best projected players? Oh, oh it's, all, it's all the guys that people are talking about. Oh, it's not a coincidence, right? Uh, Jared Rudeminer wants to know about MLB. Man, MLB still going on? Baseball still going on? I don't know. I haven't been, I haven't played baseball you know what, MLB DFS in what, three, three and a half weeks? I have no idea. Was it a mistake for playing Brady Singer? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did he project well? I mean, what's, what does the lineup look like? I have no idea. I have no idea what was going on yesterday. Uh, Injustice 360. You said something like you don't like to stack two 7K wide receivers on the same team, like Metcalf and Lockett. Does the same apply to wide receiver and tight end, Hill and Kelsey? It, yeah. It's more the fact of in large field GPPs, we're talking, this is for large field GPPs. Like you, you, you pretty much need a ceiling. You're, you're aiming for a ceiling out of all of your players. So the higher the price is, the more points they need for that price point, they had a ceiling, right? If you have a $3,500 wide receiver that gets 22 points, that's beautiful. I could win with that. 22 points at a Kelsey or Hill, probably... There's going to be other 7K, 8K wide receivers that could, that could match him. So I need a lot more. So I need I need Hill to have a 100-yard game. But I also, if I, I also need Kelsey to have a 100-yard game at their prices. I don't need a 100-yard game out of a $3,500 receiver. So that's why Lockett, Metcalf, Hill, Kelsey, like two 7K-plus wide receivers or receivers in general from the same team, in large field GPPs, like the, they, they both need to get there, which means the Chiefs need to put up like 42 points, which could happen. Sure, yes, it can happen. That's less likely to happen. So I'm less likely to play those combinations. Very expensive. Uh, Blender, do you pay attention to ceiling projection as well as optimizing for tournaments? It doesn't matter. Build, then compare the numbers with the ceiling. It's a, it's a, you're just comparing lineups to one another. Whatever number you use, it's, it's, it, it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, you, like I said before, Ron, you're overcomplicating it. Once you, once you understand how to play DFS, you'll realize 
you realize that it's 10 to 50 times, 50 times simpler than you think it is. I mean, so like most, like most of the questions so far in this chat, you're, everyone is over, over complicated, like highly over complicated. I could literally, okay, just, just to tell you, I could not take a look at anything that's what's going on this week at NFL. Nothing, zero. I have no clue what's going on in NFL and show up on Sunday morning at 1130 and build better lineups than you probably have. Knowing nothing what's going on. In fact, I could, I could probably, uh, someone that knows nothing about football at all, never seen the game played, never, literally has never seen the game played, doesn't know what even the field looks like, doesn't know the positions, doesn't know any of that, doesn't, literally knows nothing. How the scoring works, nothing. What's a receiver? What's a catch? Never heard of it. I could teach them without ever showing them a football game in about 15 minutes and they'll build better lineups than you do. Okay? That's how simple it is. Doesn't mean it's easy to win, but that's how simple it is. So you're, you're looking through all this stuff. You're, you're, you're the ones overcomplicated. Look at what I just did with the Kirk Cousins and Justin and Jefferson Fields. All I'm doing is looking at how do the combinations of numbers come together? Obviously, the ownership is all screwed up. Like, but these aren't the accurate. These, I mean, we have some people at zero. It's, it's not going to work out this way. But if you just went in on Sunday and say, I want to play lineups that have a higher number of this and a lower number of that as much as possible. And I want and give me whatever lineups are in that, whatever. There you go. You're done. That conceptually is a blunt way of doing it. It's not, it's not the perfect way of doing it. I want the highest projection for the lowest ownership. And I don't care what the hell combination of players I want, right? Can I get the highest of that number while it's still being the lowest of that number? Right? So you compare these lines, like you, even these like let's say you're forced to play five uh, Kirk Cousins lineups out of these these bunch that we have right so i'm gonna say i'm gonna save this right like this 147.89 lineup matches one of these lineups also 147.89 right somewhere down here they would be equal to one another as long as the ownership was the same so if you show up on sunday and just do that you you'll you probably make Better lineups than what you did. You spend 30 hours during the week pouring over stats or what I don't know what you're looking at. Probably. Because that's all you're doing in DFS. How do I get more points than my opponents? By playing players that are that you gain more points from them than the field does. So I want the highest projection for the lowest ownership. That, that's it. That's the game of DFS in the simplest terms. So it said, oh, is Jared Goff going to have a bounce back week? Well, we have what's Jared Goff. I'm going to go to Jared Goff, okay? This is what I know about Jared Goff. Okay, where, 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 where can, we, can we get to it? Why are we stuck? Why are we stuck on, on flex? What's going on here? What am I doing wrong? Oh, so I, have, I have the content. Okay, there you go. We go to Jared Goff. Let's go to Jared Goff. Okay, where is he? Where is where's Jared Goff? Okay, Jared Goff is a 17.16 projection at 1.8% on. That's it. That's all I know. That I don't need to know anything, anything else other than Jared Goff. And in fact, the quarterbacks don't even matter that much. The receivers do. So let's say I wanted to let's say I wanted to make Jared. Oh, Jared Goff stacks. Let's okay, let's go to. Let's go to, let's go to, let's go to Detroit. Let's say I want to make, uh, okay. So I'm going to play TJ Hawkinson, right? I'm going to play just TJ, I'm going to do a single stack, right? Not, not even a run back, who cares? Just let's, let's just make Jared Goff lineups, right? Jared Goff lineups, right? What is the best Jared Goff? I could just click right here on the optimized section, right? 147.74. At 63% ownership, even though the ownership, like I said, 
That number would matter if they did, obviously, uh, we didn't have zeros for Adams and Cooper, right? Those types of guys. That's it. So to me, all this, all that matters is this number and this number and these players and the whatever. That's it. Why do I have to look at Jared? I don't care about who Jared Goff is. I don't have to care who TJ Hawkinson is. I don't have to care who the Lions are. I don't have to care about any of that. It's already in the numbers. I'm just building lineups and go, can I, can I get this number as high as possible? And can I get that low number as low as possible in comparison to other lineups in the contest? That's it. And the, you're done. You're done. That's DFS. In a nutshell, that is DFS. Now, what number, how much projection are you willing to sacrifice for what ownership? Depends on the field size of the contest, the strength of the field. You're playing a small field contest. You're probably not, you probably don't want to give up 20 points of projection for the sake of, you know, not that much ownership. No, you're probably not. Large field, you're willing to sacrifice more maybe and get lower ownership. But that's it. That I mean, this is this is DFS. If, you, if that's all you did, you'd probably be profitable. Right? You wouldn't have to, like, uh, do I double stack? Do I single? Whatever shows up. Right? Whatever, whatever shows up. Like, do these stacks work better than these other stacks? Okay. Well, then give, me, give me 10 of those. Right? <laughs> whatever. Do I want to play? And then once you get past that point, then it's just a matter of how much risk tolerance. Uh, what 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 level of risk do you have on certain players? Do I want Mike Davis in hundred percent of my lineups? I mean, you could, according to the numbers, that's what you should be. That's the, the, the those are the best lineups you could be playing. If you're not willing to put in all your chickens into one basket, be like, okay, I, I'll play Mike Davis in twenty percent of my lineups, and then now what do the other eighty percent look like? Can I get to a different running back without sacrificing as much projection? And if you can then feel free to play 20% of the other running back. Like now it's just a matter of diversification. You could find 50,000 lineups that are about equal to each other that you could play, that you could look at 50,000 lineups that if you showed me all 50,000, I would say, close your eyes and pick one. They're all going to equal the same about, about it, the same expected value. 50,000 lineups that are to me all equal. Don't, don't even tell me who's in the lineups. But based on the math, they're all going to be about as profitable as one another. Now, it's, now, oh, but I'm only playing 20 of them. Which 20 should I play? It's like whichever 20 you want to play. They're mathematically equal to each other. Which 20 do you want to play? And pick any 20 you want. And since they're all equal to each other, maybe to lower your variance for risk tolerance sake, you're not playing 20 of the Kyler Murray line. You're playing three of that and three of this and four of that. But mathematically, you could pick any 20 and they'd all be the same. So just which which ones you pick at that point is just a matter of your personal risk tolerance on do you, do you want to be all in on this guy or that guy? Or, but in the end of case, you could randomly select 20. You could randomly select 150. And if this slate played out a thousand times, 10,000 times, if you did that for the course of your DFS career, you'd make about the same amount of money, no matter what you did. Just depends on if it's going to be bigger swings or slow, slow, slower swings. That's really the only difference. That's what DFS is. So you're just trying to play. You're just trying to play plus EV lineups. That's it. This isn't complicated. Andrew Garcia, do you ever change projections of players to have more ownership instead of adjusting min max? Some, some you can. Right. Once you've decided on the types of lineups you want, the projections really don't mean anything anymore. And you just you're just utilizing lineup HQ as just a tool to get the lineups you want to have. So yeah, you can. Michael Guess, have you game stacked three or four players before without the quarterback? If you have the option to get a mobile quarterback in the same range, that, that likely I'm likely not doing that. But if you ran the lineups and you found lineups that had the proper projection and ownership, and you could do that, then do it. Depends on the lineup. Pierre Dota, how much time do you spend, if at all, using player groups? I typically, I'd, I, no, I typically set up, I, depending on the slate, maybe 15 to 20 player groups. A lot of times it's to force in certain players. Like I, if I'm setting up skinny stacks with like Josh Allen 
Like, I don't want Josh Allen plus Dawson Knox. Is, that's it. Right? Like, the Kirk Cousins plus Tyler Conklin, and that's it. Like, I'm setting up the player group. So it's like, if Kirk Cousins is in the lineup, like, at least one of Thielen or Jones, right? If uh, Russell Wilson is in the lineup, at least one of Metcalf or Lock, right? Like, you're setting up those type of groups. So you don't end up with a, a Russell Wilson, a Gerald Everett only type of line, which, I mean, you can't. If you run the lineups, maybe maybe there are ones that look good like that. But a lot of times they are. So those are, those are the types of groups that I'm Uh, MJC, so just correlate the lineups and don't worry about anything else besides ownership and projections. I assume not spreading ourselves too thin when creating 10 to 20 lineups is plus EV. Yes, exactly. Bill Thomas says, why did you pick Goff? I thought it was lineups, not play. I was explaining to the other guy. I wasn't picking Goff. Someone was asking, should you play Goff? So I was showing him. What do you do on single entry? The same exact thing. Alex Lebron. Well, well, okay, that's good for, no. That you're building one lineup. So what lineup is the best lineup to play? How much owners, how much ownership and projection do you want to win the contest that you're playing? The single entry doesn't mean there are single entry contests in NFL. There are 12,000 entries. That, that's not a small field contest. Also understand that in single entry, the ownership will be different, right? Someone is 22% owned in the million. They may be 28% owned in single entry. Right, so you have to take that into account. But you're doing the same exact. Nothing changes, okay? Nothing changes. The sport doesn't even matter. Nothing changes. Well, what happens if I'm doing three max? Well, then you're doing. Then you're selecting three lines. For the contest that you're playing, there may be an NFL ten thousand lineups that are about equal to each other. Okay, ten thousand. Pick three of them. Pick one of them. Well, which one do I pick? Doesn't matter. They're all mathematically about equal. Doesn't matter. And they're eight the eights. I mean, we're not talking about, oh, they're equal and they're like, oh, it's a 1v1. No, it could be half the lineup could be different and the lineup would be equal to one another. One lineup could be really chalky and have the same expected value, but not win first that often, right? But come in like 20th a lot of times. There may be a lineup that, barely ever cashes but when it when it wins it wins like the top five all the time so like the ev of those lineups would be about the same possibly one would be a very high standard deviation the other one wouldn't but the expected value of the lineup would be about the same i say about because nothing's equal equal but it's so marginal that you essentially call it equal so you'd be doing the same exact thing just for single entry select one lineup there you go that's what I do, right? For my single entry, three max stuff, I go through. It's like, okay, strategically, what do I want to do? It's like, okay. I go, oh, maybe I want to play Kurt. Like, maybe, maybe I want, I, out of the 50,000 lineups I can play, I want a Kirk Cousins double stack with Odell Beckham Jr. And so I, let me take a look at 20 lineups that look like that. What are the projections? What, what's the ownership? I look at the first one. I go, that's still a little too chalky. Maybe I take out one guy and I go, let me run that. And I find the and I, I I find five to ten candidate lineups that have a certain projection and a certain ownership. And then I go and I look, okay, well, I'm also playing another stack. And then I'm trying to get a little bit more diverse. So let's say I'm playing five total lineups and it's all five different stacks, right? Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, whatever, whatever it is. Maybe I don't want to play the same running back in all five lineups. So that's why I get five or 10 candidate lineups for each of those stacks and then go, well, if I'm going to play Mike Davis in this lineup, I'm not going to play him in that in, for this stack. Right? You could, you could play in all five lineups if you want, but I, do I put all my eggs in one Mike Davis back? Just probably not. I have Barkley in this lineup, but I have in no other lineup. Okay, well then, okay, I have it in there. If I, if I view all... If I have five to 10 candidate lineups for five different stacks, we're talking about 25 to 50 lineups that I'm essentially saying are equal to one another. So if I wanted to close my eyes and select five of them, that would still be fine. But at that point now, I'm just a matter of 
What's my diversification? The, the, which five I pick is, is inconsequential mathematically. Just what, what's, what's my risk tolerance on certain things? That's it. And that's a personal decision. There's no strict answer to that, right? Should I have more of this guy or more of that guy? You've already, you've already said that these lineups are all equal to each other. So at that point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Your results at over the course of a long period of time isn't going to matter. But in a short period of time, it could. So instead of going all in on one guy, maybe you don't want to do that. that that's it. That's, the, that, that's DFS. I've explained DFS. That is all it is. If you want to learn more of thinking like this, this is this is do you, do you think like a like a professional DFS player? You're going to theoryofdfs.com, right? How to think like a professional DFS player? See, it's 15 hours long. It's me in your pocket. You can listen to it multiple times. Game objectives, player selection, expected value, leverage, correlation, construction, risk management, exploits, psychology, plenty of miscellaneous stuff, an introduction, everything, plenty of testimonials. You'll, you, if, if you're not viewing DFS, this is, this is how top players view DFS. This is how they, this is, this is how, this is how it's played. It's not, it's not a coincidence that, that most, most, if not all of the top DFS players, especially in GPPs have backgrounds in applied mathematics and finance, computer programming. These aren't people out there sitting on their couch. Oh, they've been watching football for 20 years. No. And a lot of them don't even watch the games at all. Like literally don't watch anything. Just don't even don't watch film. No, 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 nothing. How do you play? How do they win? Well, this, this I'm explaining it to people. They build models. They build processes and algorithms in order to do that. You can do it manually. I'm teaching you the manual way to do it. Right? They'd be directionally as accurate. Right? We have like nerdy tenor. Our chat, Daniel Hutchins. He's doing the automated method, right? Built something that's kind of that does it for him, like that. We may not even understand why certain lineups come together the way they are, but according to the math, that's what it should. That's what it should be. And I'm kind of explaining, like, how does that? How, how do you get to? The, how do you get to that same point? I think he'll get. I'll think he'll get to that point more efficiently, and more consistently but I'll get to that point enough of the time, close enough of the time that I'll, I'll do it my way. It's the same, it's the same con conceptually, you're doing the same thing. Just, I'm not programming a computer to do it for me, but I'm still using tools to go like, what do the lineups look like? Compare them to one another and then run them and just run a liner, just run them. Give me, just give me 150, run them. There you go. And I could do that entire process and, I mean, without, the, without diversification, I could do that process in like five minutes. The rest of the time when I'm building a 150 set or anything is, is, is all diversification concerns. It has nothing to do with like, what are the best lineups? I already see, I can, I can build 10,000 best lineups. It's a matter of what, what 150 of them am I going to play? That's, that's the thing. I think Nerdy Tanner does it by just randomly, just like oh, randomly, just give it to me, right? Something, something like that, right? Probably have some type of diversification thing at all. So you're not getting 100% of the same stack. Okay, let's see any questions before we get out of here. Uh, Frederick Duke, get Blender's book. Course, it's really a course. I've listened to it four times and learned more each time. Yes, that, that's, the, that's how I learned how to play poker, right? I read books like Theory of Poker, right? The two plus two books and stuff like that. I'd read the whole thing and then play. Then a month later, read it again and then play. Right? You can't just you can't implement like eight thousand concepts at once every time you play. Just go okay. I I remember getting into that situation, and then you get better and better and better. Uh, Daniel says his NFL models are not that great yet, but he's working on it. Good enough to beat Showdown. Uh, Daniel, I, aren't you, I thought you'd use just, I, I thought you don't do your own projections. I thought you just use the blitz or something. Or just they talk about the simulation methodology. So I know in baseball, you just use the bat. Usually, so you're not even building your own projection. That, that's what I thought at least. 
Uh, but good enough to beat Showdown, though. Yeah, show, Showdown, NFL Showdown is, uh, I would consider NFL Showdown to be a print fest if you have, if you're able to survive the print, to be able to print, right? That's, that's the best way to put it. Like you could, like the EV of your lineups in Showdown are massive. It's just a matter of when, when will you realize that EV? Because you need to w- essentially win first place. It's a winner take all type of contest. So you could have you could have 150 lineups and 100 like these the EV the 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 EV of these lineups are ridiculous. But only when that but you you only realize it when when you win first place. So you need to just keep on playing them and wait till you win first place. And hopefully you don't go broke by them. That's that's why having good sound bankroll management allows you to do. Okay, doke. So give me some thumbs up on your way out the door. I'll shake my thumb at you. Thummy thumbs, thummy thumbs, thummy thumbs. Subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Uh, hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Swolecast. The Swolecast coming up later. The OGs sports betting show. Uh, we got the DFS pick six. Dean and the and the and the the what PFF people? Is it PFF? Who 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 does the pick six? I don't know. The Daigle. Who's who coming? I don't know. I don't know who it is. I know the people. I don't, I don't Who's the sponsor? What's the thing? What's the, I don't know. The pick six. It's the pick six show. That's later tonight. We got MLB. Obviously, MLB still going on. Grinders Live. Crunch time for premium members. And if you want to get Roto Grinders Premium, obviously click on the link in the description to get $10 off your first month. Uh, tomorrow, we'll, we'll, we'll continue these discussions. Maybe talk a little bit about Showdown and, uh, and answer your DFS strategy questions as I always do. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.